0: What's up, Dog Speak Geeks? I have, uh, well, Britt, you could probably, you could probably tell everybody, um, how popular was last week's episode? First of
1: all, I think people are probably disappointed that I'm on here.
0: I find I feel like I'm just, it's just what I'm on here right now. I don't know. It's, that was so much fun. Steve for the win yeah definitely steve i know you're listening mine is steve
1: making fun of me preparing topples
0: that was awesome whatever but he's not wrong i mean you're like serious about it i was listening to
1: the podcast while i was making my dog a fucking topple (laughs) (laughs) and got called out in the middle of
0: doing it that's amazing so there steve I love it. Now I, uh, you know, now he's maybe making his topples. Anyway, no, it was fabulous. It was great. Um, We've had a lot of really good feedback. Yeah, he's um, a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna have him on again. Awesome. I don't. I, I don't know if we're gonna have a whole podcast about poo. I'm not sure. Steve, you need to get on that. Tell me what you want to record next. Mm. Um. But yeah, I feel like I, I feel like this week might be disappointing compared to last week. <laughs> I don't think we can be that funny. Uh,
1: well, you're the one drinking a beer mid-afternoon, and I'm over here drinking coffee. Okay, number one, and I've been at
0: the prison this morning. You
1: did not pour me a beer. No, because you
0: were drinking coffee, so... But I can very quickly be done with coffee I here. can put some whiskey in your coffee. No, it's not how I roll. Um, I've been at prison this morning, so it was, you know, I stayed through count, so that means I had much, a lot more time with these guys this morning, and... You know, when you got 42 guys asking you questions for four hours on things that you've answered 14 times, you need to drink when you get home. But that's why I have no mulch Mondays and tipsy Tuesdays. Well,
1: Myers is over here passed out behind me.
0: Okay, so Myers did go with me today. And uh, they love him. And he loves going. And he's kind of picked out a couple of his favorite guys. Um, And it's really cute. And to see their faces, it, it... it makes getting up that early and being somewhere, it makes it worth it to see their faces. Yeah. And I told them, I said, you know what? I said, I didn't know if I was going to bring him or not because it's up to him. You know, I, if he doesn't want to go, he doesn't come get his harness on. I know he doesn't want to go. Yeah. So I wouldn't have taken him. And I said, you know, I knew if I didn't bring him, y'all going to be pissed off. Um, and that it was just me. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wanted to go. He actually got dressed this morning and did not... You know, he's been kinda not wanting to put on his harness. It's the same harness we've had since we've had him because the one I bought him was just too bulky. But you know, he was a good boy. Awesome. It was awesome. Um I thought I had a few other things to say before we got into Well,
1: let's talk about what we did this weekend.
0: Well, I mean, that has a definitely probably will play into a lot of what we talk about. Oh, I no I know what I was gonna say. Right after we record this one, I have um my other client who has seven dogs will be here and we're going to record for probably next week's episode. Yeah.
1: God bless you, Heather. On a
0: multi-dog household. Mm-hmm. And when I said multi-dog, I mean multi-dog. Seven dogs. Yeah. And probably a combination of a probably 250 to 300 pounds in that house a dog. of dogs. It's a so, lot of dog. It's a lot of dog. It's a lot of dog. Um, so, yeah, so she'll be here to record. We tried recording last week um, over the computer, and it just didn't work out. So that'll be for next week. Yes. So we're excited to have some of our clients get on and share their experiences. Because so I think that's really important. Yeah, and
1: we've got one lined up for next month. A um, close friend of mine, I've talked about her on the show, and we've shared her info before. Anna, um, who's a you know parenting coach, child advocate, um, she's going to be on next month. Yeah, so really to exciting. To talk about, you know, sort of the similarities between respectful parenting
0: and respectful dog training. Uh, and I think that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I'm
0: I'm hoping that I'll figure out how to put three mics up so that uh, we all three can be on. We don't have to share a mic. Although I talk loud enough, I don't have to be on top of the mic. Unless maybe I just let you and her do it together. And I step off.
1: Ooh. I think you have. Sorry. Oh, hey.
0: That's just coffee Hiccup. too.
1: Hiccup, y'all. Uh, no, I think you have a lot. To, uh, a lot to bring to that conversation.
0: So. All right. Anyway, so uh, well, I'm here. So uh, I'm here. Uh, yeah. So this weekend was a busy weekend. It was. We had a, a Main Street Festival on Saturday, and a dog and dogwood festival on Sunday. Uh, both events were packed full of people of all types, all types of things happening, music, um, people, dogs, monkeys, food, food, you name it. It was, it was crowded on Saturday. Uh, but I took Myers both days. Oh, and we even did a patio Saturday night.
1: He's a trooper, man.
0: He was a trooper. And, um...
1: Your backpack is handy dandy. That
0: backpack's phenomenal. But I realized that as it gets warmer, we're going to need a stroller. Yeah. So the stroller I have is not good uh, anymore. So I'm getting him a, a new stroller so I can hook a fan in there. And yes, I have become that parent. He did have his cooling coat. We should have taken more pictures of him. His cooling coat um, and, you know, from Kergo. And uh, we wet, put you know wet that and he wore it and it was good. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So he did a really good job. Um, I was a little concerned with, because he's, his barking today has definitely been up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, uh, you know, he's about six months now, so his barking is definitely up some. And But we went to the dog park first on Saturday to let him see other dogs to kind of get through that barking at dogs. Right. Because I knew we'd see a lot. And he did well. He barked a little bit, but he does want to see every dog. He wants to say hello to every dog. Um, he does like people. So I think that was the biggest challenge was just teaching him that you can't visit every single dog. Yeah, And that's something I've, you know, I'm have you working on now. Uh, just because I haven't worked him around a ton of other dogs at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes to class. So he went to class with me last night. Went to a client yesterday in class. He's had a busy four days. Yeah. Super busy. So... Overall, though, he did really, really well. I have to say, watching him, especially on Sunday, I think for him, it was just because there was a lot. He was with a couple of our friends. He just met. Uh, we walked. They had a stroller and a baby, and uh, there were tons of dogs. He did really, really well at listening and um, he was really good getting into his backpack because he was tired.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but even I even watched him give some really good calming signals to dogs. Uh, he didn't bark at anybody, and there were dogs that were out of control, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, but overall, I was I was really pleased. i not so pleased of what I saw from other dog owners. And would you like to communicate your emotion? The, the nice, sweet, delicate, tender-hearted, quiet, introverted, non-confrontational Brittany. Would you like to communicate to the listeners that what it really means to become a dog speak geek? Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Other
1: than my brothers growing up. You know, little sibling fights. Yeah, I, I've, I've never punched anybody. Uh sorry to my brothers for those times I did punch them,
0: but I'm I, they're, they're my brother in laws. They probably deserved it. Just saying.
1: Uh, they'll tell you that they did. Um, I I don't think I've ever wanted to punch some folks in the face as bad as I did. Granted, I had a few beers um, <laughs> at, well, the second, mostly the second event we went to, I think. Um, there were more, do- obviously more dogs there. It was a dog specific event. Yes. But um, seeing the way some people treated their dogs was appalling and I almost got into a confrontation
0: with someone. I like how she just went really quiet. I keep having to turn up her <laughs> mic because she keeps going quiet on that. So, look, let me, let me just go back to say that a couple years when we've gone to events, Brittany is always telling me to shut up, <laughs> chill out, stop talking so loud. This is why I don't go to events with you with dogs. They can hear you. This is why I don't go to dog parks with you because I see things and it absolutely irritates me. Um, but now she's becoming that way. Oh, I yeah. did it very good. I did not. I saw some things that really irritated me and, and brought some ideas to mind of things that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get confrontational with anyone. But go ahead. Tell them what you saw. Yeah, so saw well
1: a lot of things, but the one that really like just uh, um, there were a couple of flat coated retreat looked like flat coated retriever mixes
0: and and if y'all don't know what that is, basically a black long haired golden retriever. Yeah,
1: all right, and my Jake was a flat coated. Yeah, sorry, and so I have a special place in my heart. Anyway, um, I'm walking to the bathroom because again beers. And this, this, these dogs, are they're sitting perfectly. They're on, they've got loose leashes, flat collars. Luckily, you know, the, the equipment was correct. Um, and this dog is sitting there and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the owner jerks this dog up by its collar and screams at it and tells it it needs to sit the fuck down which it was already doing. And I just stood there and stared at him and shook my head at him. And there were words getting ready to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I was not with her. He and he and his wife retreated. Not because I'm scary, and,
0: but I was, I mean, I just. I'm hoping he felt embarrassed that somebody saw him treat his animal that way. Because it's the same like treating your child that way.
1: Oh, and I can't stand like Right. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, the, po- the point of our podcast is not to judge people, especially people listening and people who want to learn to do better and have a relationship with, with their dogs. That's never our intent. Um, however, <laughs> if I see someone hit their child or their dog, Uh, I lose my shit like I cannot
0: I I can't handle that well the emotion comes out and it's funny because I kind of I don't even think I've told you this but there was a Roddy there and of course with Roddy's Mm -hmm. uh, it was my heart yeah and I saw this Roddy and it was walking with this guy and it, it had all I saw was like a flat collar to start with and I was like, oh, that Roddy's so well-behaved. Oh, what a handsome boy he is. And I was going to comment, and then I saw the shock collar on his neck and the remote control around Daddy's pants. And i just like, ah, why? And I'm so over the shock collar. I'm so tired of even hearing people on Facebook when people are asking for trainers how many people refer trainers that use shock collars and e-collars and then they say well I just vibrate the dog again Mm -hmm. that is the emotional toll that you're taking on your dog so what I got to thinking was and I actually woke up yesterday morning my heart hurt because all I could think about was these people brought their dog to enjoy this event with them and their baby Mm -hmm. and yet did this dog actually have a good time and enjoy himself or was the dog constantly on edge of when am I going to be shocked Yeah. Am I going to be shocked or vibrated? Either way, it's so emotionally, if if somebody's just walking around with a cattle prod stuck to your back and you don't know when they're going to shock it, imagine how you're going to feel. And I just thought, how sad for that dog to be there for several hours, just wondering when, when, when am I going to get shocked? Right. And it's just, and then when people say, well, I don't even have to use it. I just have to put it on them. That is so mentally abusing. It's an emotional abuse is what it is. It's uh, it's sort of akin to like
1: (laughs) your parent um, just like taking their belt off. If you were spanked and you understand.
0: Oh, you hear that belt coming through those loops.
1: And that's all. And it's like, well, all I have to do is take the belt off.
0: Oh, yeah. All I have to do is show them the belt. Now all I have to do is threaten them. And
1: man... And and I, like and and Anna will get more into this yes. when you guys talk. Um, but that the whole argument of well, I was spanked and I turned out fine. Like, did you?
0: I thought that for a long time. Yeah, I but, was spanked and I'm fine. But 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 am I right? But I, and I used the example today. I was teaching. I was talking to the guys. Not that we use any of those verses, but. But it helps them to learn and understand. And, and I was talking about how I'm really different with Myers than I've been with uh, my past dogs. And just because I've learned more, mm-hmm. I have more empathy. I I think more about him yeah. than just what I want. And But I was talking about using aversives. I said, you know, I remember whenever I got in trouble and we were away from home and my dad got mad at me and said, you're going to get a spanking when we get home. And it was like a 20-minute drive home. And I was petrified. Like that's
1: a long 20
0: minutes. Petrified. And when I got home, I did not get a spanking. I would have rather just gotten a spanking. Like right
1: then? And right then and, and done been done, like done
0: in 15 it. seconds than yeah. have 20 minutes of torture. So imagine if you take your dog for a walk and they're wearing an aversive collar to where they can receive discomfort and pain. And yes, they do receive that because that's how it works. Then they just don't know when it's going to happen because humans are not consistent. Mm -hmm. We are not consistent. We're just not. So it turns into abuse. Yeah. And I used to really dance around this subject and try to be really politically correct. But I'm really getting to that point because I felt like we made such headway before COVID. And then now it's like people are just back to being mean. (laughs) And I just feel like that we, it's like to the point where I'm like, there's no excuse to use those tools. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse to use those tools. And it frustrates me that people are still abusing their animals and thinking it's okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of pissed me off um, is on Saturday when we saw a lady who was probably five foot four, mm-hmm. five foot five. I'll give her five foot six in hiking boots. She had this German Shepherd. And you could tell they'd gone for a hike and she was walking the German shepherd and the shepherd had a prong collar and a shock collar. Mm-hmm. I-, I know y'all are like, did, did I just lose it? Cause Nikki never I know. puts this much time in between speaking. I'm a nonstop talker. And it hit me that this woman was using those tools so that she could enjoy her walk With her dog. About her. It was about her. Yeah. I put this prong collar on this dog because I want to enjoy our walks. I want to take my dog for a walk and my dog pulls. So if I put a prong collar or a shock collar on him, then I can walk the dog. Oh, okay. So it's about you. It's about you enjoying your walk and not getting pulled instead of you putting in the energy and the effort to teach your dog to walk Mm -hmm. without causing pain and discomfort. Yeah. We have a long way to go. And I think that's what hit me more than anything on Saturday and Sunday is I thought we had made such headway for positive teeth. Now, I did say, I did see a lot more harnesses on Sunday, not being used correctly, but at least yeah. it was harnesses and not prong collars and choke chains. Right. And it wasn't a prong collar on a 15-pound dog, which I saw. Right. Right. I just, I think it really just hit me that when are we going to stop being so fucking selfish and start thinking about this amazing creature that we absolutely do not deserve?
1: It's funny. Um, when we were out with, with our girls, we call them our girls, I commented to one of our friends. You mean
0: the Lushes? Yeah. That's our group name. We're the Lushes.
1: Um, I commented to one of our friends. I said man, I'd really love to have Isabella here. It's, you know, I it's, it's something that I just haven't worked on, you know, her being in public that much, and that's on me. And she said, actually, that's, that's really an unselfish thing for you to have done for her.
0: By leaving her home. Because I felt bad. I was like, she's home by herself. Which she's- she'd prefer because she would have been absolutely overwhelmed and stressed out on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, she would have Sunday. shut
1: down or been over the top reactive. It wouldn't have been good for her at all. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't think about it that way. Like, I'm thinking about, well, oh, she's here
0: by herself. Oh, I wish I had my dog. And you do. And, and I think that's where... When I say I was different, I'm different with Myers is before I was like, yeah, I'm going to take my dog everywhere because my dog's good and I I didn't actually think about, is my dog enjoying this? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't seeing anything so blatantly obvious that they weren't. Right. Which again goes to the episode of non-reactivity does not mean comfort, Mm -hmm. right? So it is, I think that it's important that we, you know, really look and say, is... Is this the right event for my dog? And there were a lot of herding breeds that were out on Saturday and Sunday that were not having a good time.
1: Oh, for sure. I saw
0: quite a few that were They're, not having a good time, and people weren't seeing it.
1: They were not. That's a lot of chaos for, a, for an animal that's job is to coordinate chaos.
0: Absolutely. And not to mention, then you have these people who are not paying attention to their dog. The leashes are wrapped up. I saw one guy, the dog, sitting politely. The guy has the leash so wrapped and tight that even sitting next to this guy, the harness is being pulled up because he has it so tight, not even recognizing that his dog is just sitting there calmly. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I just... I think that we have not done a lot of events, um, just we don't do a lot of advertising that way. But I do think that a couple of these events, I'm going to start going to and setting up a booth, not even necessarily to get clients, but just to show them Mm -hmm. you don't have to do what you're doing to get the results. Exactly. And we certainly shouldn't be putting pain on our dogs just to make it easy on you and we shouldn't force our dogs in situations that are they're uncomfortable with and i was totally prepared that if myers had a breakdown we were going to leave and that was saturday i figured sunday would be okay because it was such a wide open space but saturday i was prepared if mm-hmm. he if he can't handle this we will just leave right right and that's it's like this morning of course i want to take him with me everywhere i go that i can but I also have to know that it may not be the right thing for him, or he's just not in it. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, and, and what you know, what you said is we're not here to make you feel bad, put put you down, or judge you, or anything like that, right? It's, and I hope you kind of get that from where Steve was coming last week. We want you to have this amazing relationship with your dog. But I also want y'all to learn to think about the dog as a living organism that has feelings and emotions and moods and, and wants and, and dislikes and likes. And, and we just need to do a better job at looking at the dog first. And, and I think it really, you know, cause the guys are so good about asking questions. So if I say, you know, I'm just different with Myers, they stop me immediately and go, how so? Like they just want it. They yeah. want every little bit of information And when I started thinking about it it was, I was just, I'm thinking more about him instead of what I want Mm -hmm. and making sure that he's comfortable, making sure that I'm teaching him right. But, uh, and I think that's how you, that's how you develop that relationship. I mean, I've had him three months and I know people look at me and go, yeah, well, you're a professional, but what I have done with him is nothing spectacular it's what everybody can do what did our friends say husband said to the wife of yeah uh, do you hear how many times she's saying good boy that's how many times you need to be saying good girls to our girls mm-hmm. um, and it's true because I was non-stop good boying on Saturday and Sunday
1: yeah to the point where she said good boy to an inanimate object she was moving because it moved in the direction she wanted it to as she was moving it <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot about that. That look. was that was that was pre beer.
0: <laughs> that was pre alcohol. Period. I'm just, I, I look, don't know. That was I okay. am such a habit, right? Um, I think it's the best habit. But yes, I was. I was. I was. I said, "Good boy," to an inanimate object because it was doing what I wanted. But it' true. It's true. You just and here's the other thing: is like today at prison, I had about forty-two. Well, about forty guys. And about mm, 17, 18 dogs. Uh, we're out in the open. We're outside. Uh, I say open. There's quite a bit of fencing around. Um, but we're in the open. There are other inmates walking around, guards and all that. And one of my trainers had Myers. Wasn't really doing anything but loving on him, let's be real. They don't make him do anything. And um, then they, I, I let Myers off leash. And I just kept teaching. But, right. And Myers knew where I was. He tuned into me. He stayed tuned into where I was. He stayed close to me. He wasn't Velcro. He'd go venture off, do some things. But it's like I didn't have to beg him to pay attention to me because I've developed that relationship. So he knows what I am in his life. Right. I'm not his alpha. I'm his partner, his tour guide, his upper management. I'm his protector. Um, I'll be his, you know... uh, Whatever he needs, I am that. And I think he knows that. I didn't even have treats on me. So it's not like he was hanging around to get treats from me. Uh, the guys were giving him treats. I mean, even one of the guys even shares some of his tuna fish. I was like, wow. I mean, you sharing your tuna fish in prison, you know you're a cute dog. So I'm saying. But, yeah, I, I just think that we need to do a better job. And that's what our, that's what I want my podcast. That's what I want this to be about. I want to help people be better to their dogs and in turn maybe even better to other people
1: yeah
0: right I mean yeah I just I think that's yeah but I think that also leads into what we're going to talk about today which I'm not even exactly sure I think we have listeners questions <laughs> but I think that kind of leads yeah. into some of the conversations and questions that you have from listeners unless well, yeah. you have anything else you want to throw in on that one um no I mean it- because I'm done with my first beer.
1: Oh well, good for you. Yeah, I'm done with my coffee. Does that mean I? Then
0: we should pause, and you should go get us both one? one. Cool, cool, awesome. And we're back. Awkward pause. Not an awkward pause. I don't know. It may be. Cheers to Francis Connor and and Kugel, Summer Cheers. Shandy. Cheers. Cheers. All right. What are What are we doing today? This week. So we're 27 um, minutes in.
1: I know. Well, this this goes with what we've been talking about, really. Um, and I will say, I didn't see too many reactive dogs while we were out the past two. I don't know if it's because it was warm and the dogs were
0: tired. I think I saw more Saturday um, because they were so close Everything together. Was close Everything together. was so yeah. close together. Sunday was better. It was only when people were, like, standing in line for the food trucks. Would you kind of get some of that? Yeah. And, of course, a couple of the dachshunds that you'd see, they'd bark because, I mean, they're cute, well, right? They're- i saw the one little doctor i'm like that is the quietest little dachshund i've ever heard <laughs> oh it was cute too it was so cute it was cute Those
1: was nice people so okay speaking of reactivity yes so um a couple weeks ago we got an email from kim she is rusco's mom and let me go back and read um Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure. I- we have a, we get a lot of reactivity is, questions. Yeah, yeah. We have
0: a lot of reactivity questions. So, And keep in mind that when we talk about reactivity, it can be, anything can be a trigger. It can be the UPS truck. It can be a bicycle, a dog, a cat, a squirrel, a rabbit, a person. So keep that in mind when we talk about reactivity. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, uh, Rusco is um, an Aussie doodle and um, has some reactivity towards other dogs and occasionally people um and so what she asked i thought it was a really good question and this is because I've, I've seen a lot of this on social media lately where it's sort of being argued um, by different trainers and people with dogs and that sort of thing um she's asking um i'll just read it that's perfect yeah Because that's easier than me. Um, Can some dogs react based on a human's own fear, uncertainty, or lack of confidence around dogs or triggers? Or is it more likely that the dog is reacting to the person's sudden change in movement, um, which was caused by the person's fear, uncertainty, or lack of confidence? Um, So basically, is the dog feeding off of your energy and your fear? Can they feel that? Or is this your body language, your change in, in body language? So this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, especially when I took Isabella hiking the other day and I was like, oh, I'm sort of pondering on her question. Cause I'm like, this has been something I've seen on Instagram and Facebook a lot lately where people are sort of battling this out. Like dog, do dogs have sort of this sense and intuition where they can actually feel your emotions or is it because you've got startled because you weren't paying attention to squirrel in, in my case, that's what happened the other day. And I reacted by pulling back on the leash. So I'm creating some barrier aggression there with my dog. Um, so, you know, or is the dog reacting because of your reaction? Um, or is it a combination
0: I think definitely you have, you have a combination that typically happens. Let's first look at the dog's reactivity, um, let's say, towards other dogs. Most dogs that are reactive to other dogs are not initially reactive. They become reactive based on the owner's Behavior on leash when they see another dog. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. You have a puppy, puppy's excited. Say you have the Aussie Doodle, Mm -hmm. and before the Aussie Doodle becomes a chaos coordinator, they're happy to see other dogs. Right. Uh, You're walking along, cute puppy, walking nicely. Things are going well with your training. Sees another dog, gets really excited, starts barking and lunging. Human gets embarrassed, pulls the dog back. No, stop, sit, no, leave it, let's go, leave it, leave it, no, right? And so then what ends up happening is the dog starts to learn that the owner changes when another dog is present. Therefore, the motivation behind the dog's reactivity has gone from interest and excitement to fear and uncertainty, mm-hmm. okay? Then what ends up happening, because the owner has seen their dog do this, they're expecting the dog to do it. So as soon as the human sees the dog, they tense up on the leash, therefore communicating to the dog, there is a trigger up ahead triggering the dog. Right. It's a vicious cycle, right? Now, you do have the, the motivation behind a dog doing that based on fear. hmm Which means at that point, if the dog is fearful, it really doesn't matter what the human does. The dog's going to react. We as the human, we have to learn how to handle that and be relaxed. Right. But the motivation ends up being fear. So even if the human creates it, it still ends up as fear. Or if the dog has genetics of fear, it's there, which the human oftentimes feeds in it. Because they're freaked out and they still start pulling back. Mm -hmm. Let's take that example of you and the squirrel. Your dog lunges after a squirrel. You pull back. You did not cause that reactivity. Right. You reacted to that reactivity. You didn't cue to the dog. Now, if you had seen the squirrel first and tightened up the leash to hold her closer, Mm -hmm. then she saw the squirrel. Now you're creating some more issue. Right. But we know she likes squirrels our job is to teach what behavior we want around squirrels Mm -hmm. instead of waiting for something to happen. Gotcha. And so it really is a combination. Um, Do I think that if you're relaxed on a leash and holding it all gently, do I think your dog can feel your fear?
1: If you're confident on the outside, but you're nervous on the inside.
0: It's going to depend on the levels. Mm -hmm. And when I say levels, it's going to be depending on the level of the chemical levels that you're exhibiting. If um, if you have someone that's really afraid, you're going to give off a certain set of chemicals. Cortisol levels are going to go up. And that cortisol level comes up, the heart rate increases, the dog is going to pick that odor up.
1: Which is why we have Which service, is why we have service dogs that do it. Psychiatric assist. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I do think a dog can pick that up, but I do think that in that case, that scenario... The dog has to have some type of history of re uh, reenact a reactivity in order for that to occur. So like an association. yeah, with... if they don't if they've never triggered themselves at a, a UPS truck mm-hmm. and the owner is deathly afraid of UPS trucks, whatever the reason, right? If the owner is trying to relax around a UPS truck with a loose leash and they get or they start getting stressed out and the heart rate goes up, I do not think that the dog is going to turn around and go, "Oh, that's causing my mom to do that or my dad to do that, so I'm going to bark at that." No, they're going to be more concerned with you. Yeah. They have to have some type of history towards that object to have that reactivity, however we do cause the majority of it. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking about like Dan, um that
1: that barking she would do at UPS or you know, FedEx. Or anyone pulling in the driveway.
0: Well, she's a Rottweiler, so that was her job. It was,
1: yes. And, but that every time someone would pull in the driveway, I would get anxious. And I, cause I'm expecting it. Yep. And then at that point, I'm like, I, I can't even work on it. You know what I mean? I can't even work on her. But even now, so Isabelle is not a big barker. Um, and I have, you know, worked
0: with her at the door, and when it people, was quiet there until Myers came. Yeah, and he's and now he's starting.
1: But it's you know when someone pulls in, I still will like get anxious because yes. I'm just, I'm waiting for that, you know, which she doesn't really do. But
0: no, because Double D did, and she would, and it would scare you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a Rottweiler bark. Oh yeah, of if someone's here, right? If you're in
1: the kitchen and you don't hear. Oh, somebody come, absolutely.
0: Like, What's funny is we do get conditioned to be reactive because I remember not too long ago after D had passed and we hadn't even had barking because Jake was too deaf to hear anybody. Mm-hmm. Isabella's just doesn't do it. Um, she's usually a whiner because it's usually somebody she wants to say hi to. <laughs> yeah. We were in a hotel without the animals and a doorbell went off on the TV and I mm-hmm. literally immediately just clenched. You tinsed up. Yeah. I tensed up.
1: You're expecting it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like right now what I'm going through with Myers is that anytime he sees somebody at a distance, he's barking. Mm -hmm. So he barked at no less than like eight inmates today before we even got to where, because we have a good little walk to get to our training building. Right. And um, and it's mostly ones at a distance. Mm -hmm. I have two ways to handle that. I can either be reactive to him and correct him for that. Or I can help guide him to help him learn the best way to handle something that he's not sure about. Right. And I'm obviously choosing to help him learn, not correct him for that. Mm-hmm. And one of the inmates was walking with me and started asking questions. He's like, okay, so when he does that, do we just redirect? Do we just do, you know, because that's something they run into as well. And it's really, you know, if sometimes I'll just kind of let him bark a little bit and let him figure it out. Sometimes I'll redirect But what I do try to do is every time I see an inmate or see somebody from a distance, I was rewarding. Yeah. Good boy. Good job. I was acknowledging, not necessarily treating. um, And not distracting. Not distracting him because if I distract him, he's never learning how to deal with it. And so I do think that how we handle normal dog behavior of being interested in something will decide whether you have a reactive dog or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why as puppies, we need to start teaching them early and not freaking out if you have a puppy that's barking. It's not the end of the world. I mean, you know,
1: yeah,
0: he I, he was barking a little bit. Now, we had to walk through where they were doing parole hearings and they prefer you to be very quiet when going through where they're doing parole well, hearings. Obviously. Right. Um, so my job in that instance was to acknowledge his good behavior all the way through that section instead of letting him make those decisions, right? Because again, I'm upper management. I know more. He doesn't know he's supposed to be quiet for parole hearings. He can't read. My job, right, is to do that. So we do have to do better as humans to recognize that sometimes your dog is just being a dog and they're trying to figure something out. You need to help them. Yeah. Not correct them. Yeah. Help them. So I hope that answers your question, Kim. Uh, and well, thank you for that question. Oh, she got more. There's there's more to it. Love it. Yeah.
1: Um, so because he is, you know, half Aussie. <laughs> you know, and you posted that thing on uh Facebook yes. the other day about her. Herding herding breeds. Breeds. We had a lot of
0: y'all, thank you for sharing your pictures of your herding breeds Yay! underneath that. Like and, and thanks for sharing it to your own pages. That made
1: me so happy. Because I
0: think more more people need to read these type of of uh informational post. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then she says, um, he, we're talking about Resco here, um, is able to ignore strangers perfectly fine, but every once in a while, a specific person will catch his eye and he'll watch them for a few minutes before going back to his own business. Um, and then there was a follow-up email where she mentioned that, that, um, led, has led to him occasionally barking at. People being um, reactive to a person. And so, what is it about certain people when you have a dog that's not traditionally reactive to dogs or people, in this case, people? um, And we hear this sometimes with like um, our volunteers about the service dogs. They're fine with people, they're great with people, but then suddenly there's a person.
0: That they just lose their mind at. The phone just fell on Myers. Bless his heart. He's sleeping. Um well obviously those people are demons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Or that's as true. my favorite podcasters from Morbid says, Diamonds. They're obviously demons. No, I I see that. So look, I can't give you a real reason of why a dog does that. They have their own thoughts, right? It's like asking you know, why do you like 99 people at your office, but you don't like that one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just, it's just a weird energy, right? I can't really give you a, a reason because your dog has their own brain and all, own thought process. However, I can give you techniques on how to deal with that. So, okay. for me, if your dog is staring at someone, that is giving you the, the kind of cue That they are about to launch into or that there is a high percentage that they are about to launch into something Mm -hmm. like a barking fit. Right. So my suggestion would is if you have your dog that stops and stares, I'm either immediately just praising like crazy, Mm -hmm. making the assumption that they might bark because they're giving me the first step that leads to the reactivity Or I'm teaching like a check-in command of looking back at you. Now, I'm not talking about looking and staring at your eyes until that person walks by. Right. I'm meaning just getting the dog to look back at you just to break that intensity. So I like to tell people that when your dog is staring at something and they've got a history of some reactivity... Think of that stare down as the fuse of the bomb. Mm-hmm. Some dogs have a very long fuse. They might stare for a whole 15 seconds. Some may have a very short fuse where they stare for two seconds. Yeah. Think of that as a fuse. And in order to put the fuse out, I like to do a check-in, which just means turn your head back in my direction, which basically is just getting the dog to take their eyes off what they're staring at. Yeah. And I reward that. One hundred percent of the time so that I and I only use it when I don't have another option. If I have an option just to say this way and move on, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, if I'm stuck somewhere where I just can't get out of that, then, yeah, I'm going to probably use like a check in and reward it one hundred percent of the time. Therefore, I'm putting the fuse out before the bomb explodes. Once your dog explodes, you got to just get out of there. Yeah. Because there's shrapnel everywhere, right? They've, you just, you just got to go
1: threshold. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You just got to go. So, I mean, I can't really give you any reason why your dog does that. And then they're diamonds.
1: Well, and so I, I feel like there's, there's sort of a few reasons why this may happen. Um, thinking about, again, I always sort of go back to Isabella and me walking uh, or hiking. Um, there have been times in the woods, like, she's she's a little unsure of other humans being in the woods because they're out of context. You know, like, if we're at Home Depot, she's like, cool, humans are supposed to They've be here. They've always been here. Um, So, occasionally on the trail, she's like, ooh, you know, I can, and she'll stare at them while they walk by, right? Right. Now, some people, that makes very nervous. Yeah, because <laughs> she's a black dog. Well, she's a dog. And there are people who are afraid of dogs. Right. And... So, you know, if they're sort of like, if they're obviously afraid, then, you know, maybe a dog's going to react to that. Um, but also, there have been times I've been on the trail where someone, and I mean, I'm out there by myself as a woman. And, you know, a, I've had a couple of men on the trail That were, yeah, you sort of get a a sense of people, you know. Sketchy as shit. You know, you just, I think women, we sort of have like this, this this sense of like, okay. You sketchy as shit. This feels weird. You know, this feels off. Right. This person, there's
0: something We're more in tune with our feelings and we we listen to our feelings more. And so
1: there have also been times where I've watched her change, but I know it was because I changed because I was afraid. Um, And I think I told the story on here of the time where there were several guys that ended up um, seemingly they were following me basically and having no regard for the fact that like I'm a woman out there, you know, whether they were trying, they were going to do anything to me or not. Right. But they just weren't being respectful of my space and I got very nervous Isabella got nervous because I react I was reacting to when that when that goes to that
0: chemical right. you were giving off that odor and my my pace
1: changed mm-hmm. um my my movements changed because I became hyper alert of what was going on around me with a border collie who then is suddenly hyper alert well, to what's and, going on Well and that's a good
0: point is that you look at the breeds mm-hmm. your breed is bred to work closely with human right right where something like a great pyrenees they are not genetically bred to work close with humans right therefore they're probably not going to pick up on those senses like other breeds right so you know that's one of those things too yeah
1: so i mean i think that could sort of go either way i mean i've had someone ask me on the trail like what's she gonna do to me because Isabel stared at her the whole time she walked by. And I'm like, nothing if you stay your ass on that trail. <laughs> My dog's not going to do anything to you. Like, she loves people. She's just concerned because she doesn't understand why you're in the woods. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah. Anyway, I think that they're, you know. Well, that's a,
0: yeah, it's a good point. It's like bringing up context. Yeah. And if your dog just out of the blue freaks out about something they've never done before, first thing, don't freak out. Don't think all of a sudden you've got behavior problems. Take everything in consideration. Is your dog really tired? Did they have a long day? Is their cup runneth over? Is this out of context? Have you ever even worked on this? Right? So the first thing is don't automatically freak out and assume your dog's an asshole. Can dogs be assholes? Absolutely. Not on purpose. But the majority (laughs) of the time, I think it's a lack of understanding by the human, and lack of teaching to the dog. Right. Because let's be real, one of the things that I I came up with a really good line yesterday, and I had to say it like four times and write it down so I wouldn't forget it. See if I can say it right. When you're working on things like this, you have to practice on the response you're going to give in a given situation not waiting to get into the given situation to practice your response. Mm-hmm. All right. So whatever you practice is what you're going to give. Don't practice in the moment. Right. You got to prepare yourself. That is not exactly how I said mm-hmm. it because it came out much better than that. And I'm pretty sure that I wrote it That's down. Okay, though. Look, I told my client, I was like, I'm just going to say this to you again and just voice record it. But then I couldn't find my damn voice recorder on the phone. Like, how ridiculous is that? But it's true. You really do have to think about um, working on those things. The only thing that can happen during the moment is what you practiced. Mm, Yeah. All right. So think about those things ahead of time. Yeah. Because your dog's counting on you. You know more about this world. Right? Your dog's counting on you for that. Yeah.
1: And, you know, something I was thinking about us talking to – our volunteers about this when they're having issues like i don't understand like this dog is suddenly reacting to you know a, a person or or whatever and it's really important to remember that people have different gates they wear different clothing they may be i mean they look different um culturally racial uh, gender
0: whatever as face. alive they have different odors based on the food and the spices that they ingest into their system. Yeah. I mean, we only smell the same when we die. Yeah. Unless you die of a drug overdose then you're different. Yeah. So everyone's different.
1: It's not just about scent. It's also about, um, sight. You know, if you have someone who has an uneven gait or is in a wheelchair, maybe, you know, your dog's like, that's sort of out of context. I'm not sure. You know, I've never seen this before. Um, doesn't mean your dog is racist or prejudice i mean unless you are and then boo on you sorry you're the one who made your dog that way uh because <laughs> you reacted negatively to whatever we're not getting into that right now but um don't be an asshole so y'all
0: can y'all believe this shit from here? <laughs> look at that she's had half a beer y'all,
1: not even a half listen uh, and
0: no, but don't. you're right it's, we need to start giving so our dogs just, the
1: benefit of the doubt yeah and so like exposure is important and that's why we're like socialization exposure uh you know your dog doesn't have to greet everybody they don't have to be friends with them but you know stop hanging out with your own little circle and get them out yeah, venture out see the world um if if that's not super overwhelming to your dog
0: and you obviously i'm talking about and you, because even like Saturday yeah. was too much for me, and I'm an extrovert.
1: Yeah, at a certain point, your energy, your level, starts yeah, going down. Sunday right. was great. Yeah, but so I mean, it's if you have a dog, where you can do that, get them out around people, um, let them see different things and experience different things, and when they're maybe a little frightened of something, you know, work on that. And
0: yeah, I think again, the biggest thing is. Be an advocate for your dog. Be on your dog's side. Mm -hmm. Protect your dog. Understand your dog. Give them the benefit of the doubt that if they're acting in a a behavior that may embarrass you, number one, it's not about you. Your dog is feeling something that you need to identify and help them through. Don't automatically assume they're being assholes, that they're being aggressive, that they're being dickheads, whatever. Mm -hmm. Start taking some leadership of the relationship and helping your dog through these instances. And if you have more of these things, please shoot us emails, man. We love getting these questions. We love getting responses from the episodes. We love to hear from you guys so very much. And I do want to think, I want to do a shout out to those that are still um, uh, supporting us through Patreon. Um, we're not really off. We're not offering anything in Patreon just because my I just don't have time right now. Um you can do like a $5 donation a month uh and we have several uh volunteers or excuse me Patreon members that are supporting us and we really do appreciate that. However, it is not needed. What you can do for us is share this podcast with all your family and your friends, your dog groups, your dog friends, your dog training class, whatever. And of course, rate and review us wherever you listen. Um so that we can keep getting questions like this and we can answer your questions and we can help you navigate this. And we are here for you. We want you to have this amazing relationship um, that that you can have with your dog and help your dog be the best version of themselves. And um, and we just really appreciate uh, when you guys are responding to what we put out there uh, because we do it for you. We do it for you. For sure. Absolutely.
1: And we've got more more listener questions lined up that are um, whole podcasts in themselves. So those are coming up. So I promise awesome. if, I've, if I've emailed you and told you that we are going to make your question into a podcast, it is coming up. I promise.
0: Don't we have one for dealing with your neighbors and yeah, wits? We, we've got because I know we have a lot of problems with yeah, people we, that give and we us get that the, one. We get that question a lot. So um, I've got one in
1: particular that's really, really interesting that um, we'll talk about.
0: And awesome. So we'll do that the next couple of yeah, weeks. We'll do
1: that in the next couple of weeks.
0: And um, and then
1: some fear. We've got some about fear as well Okay. Um, that we're going to get into. And then one that we're we're just going to sit down and research this one um, because there's a lot that goes into it is more about uh, enrichment for different genetics. Does the, does the enrichment change based on your dog's genetics, that sort of thing. So
0: I don't think we can do a whole podcast on that, but definitely a good listener question yeah. that we can do. That, with we that. Can get Yeah. To. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up and we got Tiffany coming back. I told her she's just going to have to come here. We're going to record the advanced nutrition episode mm-hmm. again, because it was such poor quality last time because she was, um, we were doing it remotely. Yeah, But uh, we're going to have her back on as well. So uh, just keep uh, keep listening, guys, because we have all kinds of exciting things happening. We are going to probably do another contest. I don't know with what yet, but I have all kinds of gear I need to give away. Yeah, I need to give away harnesses. I need to give away topples. I need to give away lickety mats. I need to give away West Paul recipe books. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even give away some dog speak koozies, some t-shirts. Uh, Speaking of t-shirts, we have our merchandise. Don't forget to go through our website. We have merchandise so you can buy your own dog speak geek shirt um, and make sure that you are, you know, telling everybody about us because, hey, we're here to help you guys be the best version of yourself and help you teach your dog to be the best version of themselves. That is true. You got any final words? Because after all my beer, I have to go to the bathroom. No, sorry. I'm sitting here. I don't
1: usually buy things from festivals that we go to. Yes, but I. This is not dog related, y'all. But I'm sitting here. I just hung this up, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, there's a there's an artist in Nashville, y'all. Follow him if you're music fans or or dog fans. Yes, yeah, he does. He does. He does dogs too and cats. So actually, maybe it is a little dog Do you have related. His name, his name is um, Jacob Olds, O L D S. You can follow him on Instagram. Um... Dude did this amazing bomb ass picture of Prince. Like, <laughs> yeah, so if y'all know,
0: <laughs> already in Brent a is in
1: love with some Prince, already in a gold frame, and all my frames in the office are gold. And uh, Nikki's just walking along, and I was like, Stop!
0: So, anyway, I'm sitting, I'm just sitting over here with my I will say, it is an awesome, I'm an awesome drawing. This dude is very talented. So definitely check them I'm out. I'm gonna I'm just gonna put the picture up. Um also you on should probably Instagram. just put um link his page into the show notes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm How's that? I am and he he does um some pretty cool
0: uh animal uh, art as well. So and if you'll link also the Kergo uh cooling vest. For sure. I think that's a big one for people. Yeah, because it is festival season, y'all. Yes, and we want to keep your dogs cool. Yep. And, uh, all right, well, that's what we got. I'm just gonna sit here and look at picture. You're I'm just gonna sure. sit and look at Prince. Yep. I'm going to the bathroom pour another beer. <laughs> you guys have a phenomenal rest of the week.